0: Hello, friends. So it is so good to have an opportunity to be up here and do something just a little bit different. And so when Adam talked to me and asked me to speak, I started to think through it and I started to pray. And he was like, hey, talk about whatever is on your heart, whatever it is that you want to talk about. Hey, freedom is yours. Do the thing within reason. And so I started praying. I was like, God, what is it that you want me to say? God, what are some things that you want me to dig deeper into? What are some things that are going on in my life right now that maybe I need to hear? And I want to be completely transparent, completely honest with you guys. There are a lot of people who are getting on my nerves right now, if I'm being 100% honest. (laughs) and we're in summer and this is something we're celebrating so let me just give you an example it's summer we're celebrating our kids are out of school where it's warmer it's a lot of things that are really cool that are happening and so right now for us at my house anyway we try to do things on weeknights that are just a little bit different than when they're in school and so oftentimes I try to get out and do something easy like hey ice cream my kids like ice cream so hey we're gonna go out and we're gonna have ice cream on a Tuesday night this is something we don't always do right and so we get in the car everybody's celebrating my kids are chanting ice cream you know we're on our way and if you're balling on a budget like we are the place that you're gonna go is McDonald's and so we end up going to McDonald's, you get there, you get in the line, and as you're sitting there, you're waiting, you get up to the little speaker, and the person on the other side's like, hey, have any take your order, please, and then you say, yes, I'm going to have some ice cream cones, and the person on the other end says, I'm sorry, but our ice cream machines are... See, we're all, we've all been there. We've all experienced this. And I'm sure we can have and we can play some tic tac on different things that get on our nerves, like people leaving shopping carts out in the middle of a parking lot on a windy day or, or whatever. I'm sure we can sit here and do this, but I landed on this question. God, do I need to go the extra mile in loving people that I can't stand? Do I have to love people who have been rude or have wronged me in some way? God, do I have to go the extra mile? And let's brace ourselves because this is a tough one. Do I have to go the extra mile in loving people who have wronged me in some way? When I was younger we played in a metal bands and we went and we played all over the place and i don't want to oversell this we weren't playing at like the palace or the egyptian room in indianapolis we were playing at some dingy cruddy venues where stuff is peeling off the wall. The floor is always sticky for whatever reason. And majority of the time when you go to the bathroom, something wasn't functioning properly, like toilet won't flush or water wasn't working or never any paper towels in the dispenser. And sometimes they just give up altogether and they just throw a porta potty out in the parking lot. And that was just the kind of places we were playing. And every great now and again, you would get lucky and you would play what they would call basement shows. And what these were is a kid, his parents would go out of town and, uh, they thought, hey, I have a great idea. Let me schedule some bands and put them in my basement. We'll rock out all night. And so we'd go and we'd lug our stuff into a basement and we would play and jam until the cops would come and they would shut that bad boy down. That was the kind of thing we were doing. And to this very day, I have no idea why this happened. But one day we were sitting there and we were playing in one of these venues. And there was a band that was there that decided that they wanted to start some beef with us. For whatever reason, they wanted to start some beef with us. In between every single one of their songs, they would talk trash about us. They would talk trash about our music. They would talk trash about us personally, whatever. And I wish I could sit up here and tell you we were saints. Okay, we did nothing wrong. Okay, I wish I could say that, but I can't. We well, I'd be lying because we did exactly the same thing. We got up there, you're going to talk about us. We're going to talk about you. And so we do the thing and the night ends and every single person disperses. We all leave, but the battle was far from over. We took this thing to the internet. And you know it only gets better from here. Okay, this was before the days of Facebook. This was before Twitter. This was before the gram. This was the days of Live Journal and Zanga. Do we have anybody in here who remembers Live Journal or Zanga? We're all afraid to. Oh, there's a couple. Okay, yes. We're all old now. Okay, we're old now. And so this was that day. So Facebook, you know, when you get on there, it's Instagram, you post a picture, you put an inspirational quote, and that's what you do. But on Live Journal, you would post your entire day. What you ate, what time you went to work, all the things. Okay? It was literally a virtual live journal that you post online. Not a lot of privacy. And so these guys went and they found our live journals, and our friends, and our family's live journals. And they got on there, and they started continuing to wage the war against us. And we went, we talked that Christian trash talk, you know, that PG stuff, like, hey, dude, you're going to get owned, and all this kind of stuff, right? And the inevitable day happens, because Louisville, it is a city, but this was a small scene. The day happens when our bands are scheduled to play on the exact same day same venue at the same time. Well, our pride wasn't going to get in the way of us. Our pride got in the way of us doing the right thing, which would have been, eh, we'll, we'll do another one. But we went ahead and did this thing. And so, as you might guess, we all show up and the same thing happens. We're in this dingy venue. They talk trash. We talk trash. The show is over and the air is thick with anticipation. Everybody's like, man, what is going to happen? There is tension, it is hot, it is rising, and everyone is lining the outer walls of this venue. No one wanted to be in the center. Everyone's on the outer walls of this dingy venue with stuff peeling off the walls, all that kind of stuff. And eventually, we start doing circles until everyone funnels into the center of this venue. Then words start getting exchanged. And I like my job here, so I'm not going to say exactly what those words were. But words were exchanged, and two waves of people collide. And legs and arms are going all over the place. And I want you to know that I am a person, if you hang out with me, you get a chance to know me. I'm all about peace and love, and can we all just get along? But in this moment, if I didn't recognize you, I was probably throwing something at you. That's where we were at. And I remember when I first used to tell this story, I would say, hey, we were in this pile for 30 to 40 minutes battling it out. And my friend Blake was like, dude, it was really only like a minute and a half. But, but when you're in a pile of 30 people and everyone's throwing fisticuffs, if you will, at each other, every single second feels like 10 minutes. And I remember being in this pile and thinking, God, please let there be a security guard here that is big enough to break this thing up. And eventually it happens. Everyone disperses, but the war was definitely not over. Everything continues online. And my friend Blake, he had a Bible study where his band and our band, we would get together and we would hang out and all our friends and we would dig in to the word and we would learn a little bit more and we'd grow in our relationships with each other. But during this specific season, this dominated our conversation. All we talked about was what they said, what we said, what we're going to do about it. And one night on Wednesday, we're all in there, we're already starting, and my friend Blake enters the room, and he stands up in the middle of us, and he said, what if we stopped all of this? What if we stopped all of this and we tried loving them instead? What if we stopped adding fuel to the fire? What if we stopped hating them and we started to pray for them? What if we stopped gossiping about them and we began to build them up? What if we believed that this situation was not beyond God's redemption? It wasn't beyond His mercy and His grace and His forgiveness. And you may not be in a physical brawl, in some dingy venue with stuff falling off the walls. But maybe you're at odds with somebody. Maybe there is somebody at your work or it's somebody in your family or it's a friend or it's a neighbor. And this is just tearing you up inside. What if you chose to love them instead? And I want to take a moment to preface by this by saying that there are people in this room and I've had a chance to sit and talk with you and I know that you are going through some real stuff and it is, it is something that has hurt you. And I'm not asking for any person here to put yourself in harm's way mentally or harm's way physically. But what I am asking for all of us to do is to reflect on where we are in our relationship with Jesus. And see if the way that we are loving him is bringing people closer to him. And today we're going to talk about the Sermon on the Mount. And this is what I consider the Mount Rushmore of sermons, the most important sermon that has ever been preached. And I want to set the scene just a little bit here because Jesus is going into this place... And people are just crowding around him. They want to see Jesus. They want to see this guy that they have heard so much about. They've heard of the things that he has done and and the things that, the miracles that he's performed. And they just want to get just a little bit closer to him. They want to touch his shoulder. They want to touch his feet. They want to hear his voice. And I love these scriptures because a lot of what Jesus is saying is a contradiction to what the world was viewing as just. And so we're going to read from Matthew 5. It says this, You have heard the law that says, The punishment must match the injury. An eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I say, do not resist an evil person. If someone slaps you on the right cheek, offer the other cheek also. If you are sued in court and your shirt is taken from you, give your coat too. If a soldier demands that you carry his gear for a mile, carry it two miles. Give to those who ask and don't turn away from those who want to borrow okay so an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth this is that law of retaliation this law was put in place to prevent escalation and excessive punishment and jesus is saying you have heard this this is something that you know there may be some of you that has experienced this you have been taught this but i'm about to tell you something that is radically different about to tell you something that is radically different: that it is more important for you to give justice, it is more important for you to give mercy than it is for you to receive it. If a Roman soldier pulls you off the street and says, Carry my luggage for a mile, because this is the thing that was happening at that time, he's saying, I want you to take it an extra mile. And Jesus knows what that means. He's saying, you're going to take it that extra mile. That extra mile, you have to walk back. So he knows it is costing something for you to do that. But he's saying, if you have been wronged, counter with love. See, Jesus went that second mile. Jesus lived there. So how do we go that extra mile? Well, the first thing we do is we refuse the brawl. All too often, we feel this need to fight. and We feel this need that, man, we have to be right. Early on in my marriage, Maggie and I, we laugh about this now, but um, we were trying to figure this thing out. How do you live with another person? How do you actually do that? Who's going to pay what? Who's cleaning the toilets? Like all of these little things that you're trying to figure out. How do you communicate with one another? How do you do all that? And my wife, she is the queen or was the queen of these one-liner drop-the-mic moments where she would come in, say something, drop the mic, walk away before you had any chance to come up with something witty to say back. So one night we're sitting there in our living room and here she comes. She does the thing. She says the thing, drops the mic, walks off to the bedroom. And I'm sitting here stewing. I'm like, man, how am I going to get her back? What am I going to do? And then it dawns on me. She hates when I leave the cabinet doors open in the kitchen. So before well, you guys already know, we already know where the story's going. <laughs> so before bed, I walk into the kitchen And I open every single cabinet door in the kitchen and every single drawer, every single one of them. I go to bed, I lay down, I roll over, smiling ear to ear, because in my mind, I'm like, okay, victory's been had. Here we go. The next morning, no alarm clock needed because I'm awakened by the sound of slamming cabinet doors repeatedly. Boom, boom, boom. And I've grown a lot since then. Okay, we've been together about 13 years. And so, grown a lot, don't do so much of that anymore. But an eye for an eye is rarely even. An eye for an eye is rarely even. Most of the time, when somebody has hurt us, we want to hurt them more. We want to hurt them more than they've hurt us. We've heard that saying that hurt people hurt people. Have you ever seen a Facebook battle where somebody posts something and somebody puts two sentences in rebuttal to what they said? And the next thing you know, somebody's got a paragraph, then it's two. And before you know it, each party has put together a doctoral thesis on why avocados are bad or why pineapple doesn't belong on pizza. See, refusing vengeance is God's will for his people. Refusing vengeance, is God's will for his people. And we see that in scripture that said, if you've been slapped on the right cheek, give them the other one also. By asking them to turn the other cheek, Jesus meant for his disciples to be motivated by love and a desire for redemption and forgiveness for the offenders, even when they don't agree. Even when they don't agree. See, Jesus isn't asking for us to sit in a corner and take a beat down or be taken advantage of, but he's asking for us to check our motives. What are your desires for the people who have wronged you? See, Christians should be marked by a spirit of love regardless of the circumstances. So how do we go that extra mile? Well, one way was to refuse the brawl. The next one is to get uncomfortable. Have you ever been to a movie at the back end of its life cycle and you go on a Thursday afternoon and you show up and you're like, man, I'm the only person in here and you find the perfect aisle. This is the one that you're going to sit in. Sit right in the middle, you're ready to roll and the person that comes in right after you decides they have to sit in the exact same aisle as you and they have a one seat buffer. That's pretty uncomfortable, but I'm talking more uncomfortable than that. I'm talking about the kind of uncomfortable that that costs you something. See, it's easy for us, it's easy for me to show love to people who love me back. But it is not so easy the other way around when there's opposition or resistance or rejection or disagreement. And a lot of times when that stuff is happening, we can we can grow to despise that person. See, loving them despite those circumstances makes us so uncomfortable because it challenges our pride. It challenges our self-centeredness in some profound ways. So we're going to continue reading in Matthew. It says this, You have heard the law that says, Love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say, love your enemies, pray for those who persecute you, and that way you will be acting as true children of your Father in heaven. For he gives his sunlight to both the evil and the good, and he sends rain on the just and the unjust alike. And if you love only those who love you, what reward is there for that? Even corrupt tax collectors do that much. If you are kind only to your friends, how are you different from anyone else? Even pagans do that. But you are to be perfect even as your Father in heaven is perfect. See, it's easy for us to love those who love us back. Even Jesus just said, anybody can do that. It's easy for me to love my wife. It's easy for me to love my children most of the time. But loving your enemies takes having a loving heart and mind that is prepared through prayer. And friends, I believe this with all of my heart. If we took time each day to center ourselves on Jesus and pray that he'll help us to love like he does, I believe that it would make, it would move, it would do so much in our lives and in our relationships One way to do that is just praying for that person. God, help me with that person at work. God, help me with my spouse. God, help me redeem my relationship with my friends. If you need any other help with that, we have people who come up here in the front every Sunday that would be more than happy to pray with you and walk you through that. Ultimately, and this is a hit in the gut for me, ultimately the way that we love other people demonstrates how much we love God so is a way that we're loving people is it putting them at arm's length and say hey man I would but you're just a little extra is it is it putting people at a distance to say hey I love you and I'm willing to go that first mile but do not ask me to go that second don't make me prove that And see, if we are to love more like Jesus, then we have to love all people. And how do we know that? Because he loved all people. He causes the sun to rise on the good and he causes the sun to rise on the evil. He brought rain to the just and the unjust, no matter who they are, no matter what they have done. And the big picture here is that no nobody is beyond redemption nobody is beyond his grace and his mercy and his forgiveness so how now what how do we apply these things to our lives and going that extra mile and loving people we stop looking for reasons not to We stop looking for justification, and we start looking for ways to love like Jesus. The great prophet Hugh Jackman from the Wolverine movies, (laughs) he once said, you know what happened to the man who was looking for blood? He found it. And if you go out looking for a reason not to love someone, reality is you're going to find it. And I'm sitting up here as an imperfect person. I just want to say that. Imperfect person. I have messed up more times than I can count. I've treated people so poorly at times. I have not loved people well. I have struggled with pride. I fight against it. I have been bitter. Sometimes I still get bitter. So when I say this to us right now, I'm not just talking to you who are in the seats or who are with us online. I'm talking to myself and including myself in this. What would it look like if we stopped putting terms and conditions on our relationships with people what would it look like man i would love you if you were nicer to me man i want to love you like jesus but that that comment that you made on my post it, it really got under my skin man i want to love you like jesus but but you are just so liberal I want to love you like Jesus. I want to show that love to you. I want to show that love to you. But you are just way too conservative. I want to love you like Jesus. But man, I want your views to be more in line with mine. I want to show the love of Jesus, that person at work. But I know the things that you do when you go home at night. I want to love that person like Jesus. But I do not Agree with their lifestyle. All of these ifs and I would but, and Jesus doesn't put a condition on his love for us. So, if we want to say we want to love like Jesus, it's time to stop throwing terms and conditions on how we're going to love people. We have to refuse the brawl, we have to get uncomfortable. We have to stop looking for reasons not to and start looking for ways to love people like he does. Jesus did all those things. Jesus refused vengeance even while he hung up on the cross. He pleaded, he said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. He got uncomfortable as he's carrying this cross and people are spitting at him and saying things and throwing things and he has been beaten and tortured and he knows that when he gets to the end of this thing that he is going to hang from the very cross that he is dragging through those streets. And he had every single reason in the world not to, but he chose to anyway. Why? Love. So how can you go that extra mile? Maybe maybe for you going that extra mile, extra mile is not making that post that is going to attack somebody. Maybe for you going that extra mile is taking that coworker that you've been passive aggressive with for months to coffee and just saying, hey, I just want to hear your story, get to know you a little bit better. Maybe it's, it's not saying that terrible thing about that other parent before you send your kid to their house for the weekend. Maybe for you, going that extra mile is showing the same grace and respect to the people who live under your roof as you do your friends. And I'll personalize this a little bit. How about this? um, Going that extra mile might be not waiting for someone to make that first move and putting your pride aside and saying, hey, Dad, it's been a long time. I just wanted to call and say, hey, what does it look like for you to go that extra mile? You know, we were at odds with that band. It showed a lot about where I was in my relationship with Jesus. It it revealed a lot about where I was. I truthfully, I despise these guys. And again, if I'm being transparent, I probably hated them. It showed that I put terms and conditions on who I was willing to love. I made it more about how they treated me and less about how I could show them the love of Jesus. But then that challenge was put forth to our group, and we decided that it was time to go a different way. Did the threats and and the belittling stop? No. Was it all unicorns and peace and happiness and rainbows right away? No. Not at all. But what did happen? A few months later, one of those guys made his way in to my friend's Blake Bible study. And I called Blake the other day because I just wanted to touch base and and make sure that I was telling this story right. And we just wanted to reminisce about that season of life. And, And we were just kind of talking through this. And Blake was sharing with me how reluctant he was and how this guy walks into the room, his head's facing the floor, and his shoulders or sunk down, and he looks so nervous, like, man, what are these people going to think? And, and what are, they, are they going to remember the things that I said? Are they going to remember the things that they said about me? And he was shocked when he was welcomed into the room with open arms. A year and a half later, after the fight, Blake baptized that guy. A guy who at one point wanted nothing in the world to do with Jesus. A guy who at one point slandered anybody who did, was baptized into the faith by a person who chose to love him instead. So what if we truly believed that nobody was beyond redemption? That nobody was beyond His grace and His mercy and His forgiveness. What does it look like for for us to go that extra mile in loving people? To be honest, I believe that it would change our world. I really do. God, we're just grateful for You. We're grateful for another day of life. You have given us. We're grateful for your love and your mercy and your forgiveness and your grace that you just give to us in abundance. God, help us go that extra mile in loving the people around us. Help us to love more like you. We all have a person in our mind. We all have somebody in mind. God, just pray for all of us as we go about our week and we start to navigate, figure out what that looks like to do that. What does it look like to love that person well? Love that person the way that you do. God, we love you. Help us to show that. It's your son's name we pray. Amen.